he was just like, well, I gave him loads of whiskey, so it should be fine. The mother's like, what? In the world of conspiracies, the supernatural, and the downright spooky, there are only two men who you can trust. Dennis Lynn and Roger O'Sullivan. Or as they prefer to be called, the unexplained legends. New Mexico in 1964, while investigating what he believed to be an overturned car, a local police officer instead witnessed something he couldn't explain. This week on Unexplained Legends, the Lonnie Zamora Encounter. Welcome listeners to this week's episode of Unexplained Legends. I'm Roger O'Sullivan and with me as always is Dennis Len. Oh shit, I'm not meant to say your name. It's it's, it's me, it's me, Dennis, soon to be King Len. Oh, oh, really? Yeah, I'm working out something. I'm thinking I might get in there as a kind of a, a middle candidate. But this is the question I wanted to ask you all through our preamble there that no one will hear. Is um, doing anything for the old King's coronation? I know when people are going to be listening to this, it's going to have passed. And I have a second follow-up question then that we'll probably have to edit out all of your answer to. But um, are you going to do anything <laughs> this weekend? Celebrate uh, old King Chaza? Uh, I have, um, have a friend of mine coming to visit. Oh, yeah? Yeah, listener to the podcast as well, uh, Ronan. Shout out, Ronan. He he'll probably be here annoying me as I'm editing this. Can I just uh, uh, <laughs> it just interrupt just so we know where we're going with this? How much trouble do you think we'd be in if we made any? Uh, you know, do you know what I'm about to say? Like I about, know what you're about, about to say. the king. You wonder, I'm I sure everyone at home and, knows as well. And I'd say we'd be in deep shit. Deep trouble. Okay, cool. Deep shit. Okay, good. Well, then we'll avoid that. So, what's your what's your friend? Uh, is he coming over especially to see King Charles crowned? Yeah, he is. He's a big he's a big monarchist. Yeah. He's an Irish monarchist. Do you know what I always wondered is were there any Catholic unionists in, definitely. Uh, in Ulster? Definitely. There was definitely a lot of contrarians around the place who just loved doing it. Like just turning up to, you know, some uh UVF event or something, popping in uh with his uh, Saint Anthony medal uh, draped across his chest, just going, All right, lads. <laughs> The, we we have a gig as well, Dennis. We have an we old do. gig on the uh, on the we, a, an event happening Saturday. It will have passed. Don't bother looking for it. It will have gone by by the time you listen to this podcast. The Cork Nation. Yeah, all Cork people on Saturday playing music, uh, and, telling jokes. What else yeah. are they doing? Poetry, I assume, of some description. I think. Yeah. We out of all of those, which one of those do you hate the most? Um, is is there a magician there first? That would be that would be amazing. If there if there's a, if there's some sort of magician from Cork, I'm going to say I'll hate them the most. Um, after that, don't mind the music. You know, actually, I was going to say poetry, but then I'd say I'd probably prefer watching poetry than watching stand up. I'm sure I told you this that I once did a gig with a, a magician who like set his arse on fire as part of the show. It was his finale. It's hard, hard. You don't open on that. I'll no. tell you that much, right? <laughs> <laughs> but uh well i was just watching that happen i was watching the audience like give it like a middling response and i just thought wait that's not getting he set his arse on fire and the audience didn't even react they were like okay yeah i get it how bad how bad does your personality have to be like your stage presence that when you set your arse on fire that the audience are still not on your side i'll tell you this much he had them up until then really <laughs> it was that w- that's where far. he went wrong <laughs> yeah yeah there was something, it, that, it was just like a step too far. I suppose for anyone sitting down, you know, like when you're watching a show and you're trying to relax, if someone starts pouring petrol on their arse on stage, mm. um, that's going to that's gonna probably unnerve, the, you know, the best of us. Do you know what's, uh, I think what, what's kind of a bit, um, 
a bit upsetting is that obviously it was it was the closer in a set, so that's traditionally where an act will put their best, you know, their mm-hmm. best bit. But I would have loved to have seen him workshop it. Well, what do you think? Like he's going to set something else on fire first. Yeah, at some stage when he's when he's figuring out like where does this fit? How good is this? He must have put it in the middle at some stage. You at what point? <laughs> I like as well. I'd love to see on his notes as well where he just has you know pull rabbit out of hat, do a card trick, and then underlined at the end arse on arse fire <laughs> do you think he has arse on fire do you think he has like it abbreviated do you know what the other thing a- as well a- S-A-O-F when, when you do stand up like you forget things sometimes and you come off stage and you go ah oh, I never did the joke or whatever that. he's never going to come off stage and go ah oh, forgot to oh. set an arse on fire <laughs> oh I don't know if you ever get this where comedians will ask you like oh did I do this bit they're like almost oh I hate that like, like man I wasn't listening at all no but I, was, they, I was thinking about the shopping I have to do in Little tomorrow like Imagine that guy asks you, did I set my arse on fire? He's just, you know, he just comes off, sits in the green room and he looks at a bottle of petrol that he has and he goes, ah. Oh. Oh, I knew oh. there was something. I meant to try that out today. He, the, he, he bats his fucking trousers and he's like, oh no, oh, it's all no. still there. Uh, the, I ran into a, a comedian at a gig recently, Dennis. Yeah. Right? He, James, James is his first name. Do I don't know his second name. Right, James. Right. Hello, James. James doesn't listen. But his girlfriend listens. Hi, James's girlfriend. Yeah, and she listens to this while going to sleep. So if she hears this, and that kind of vaguely sounds like her, like if that fits her, pro- well then, you know, shout out. Not going to be too hard for her to figure out if it's her. It's like, are you falling asleep? Is James next to you? That's, that's it. Like, I mean, there can't be too many people out there who that fits, surely. Um, Raj, what are we doing this week? We're kind of back to a bit, bit of normality again, I think, oh, yeah, we? after yeah. the previous Did- two episodes. This is back, back to basics. This is like, uh, what, what's, what's, do they say service as usual? What do they say? Uh, not that. <laughs> it obviously isn't. <laughs> no, what's the thing they say? Business as usual. Business as usual, that's it. I think that's they've, it. I think we should say big business as usual. Just up it a little bit. Joe, you know, I, I, um, I saw, I saw a boss the other day that said, sorry, I'm out of service. And I thought, hey man, there's no need to apologize. <laughs> Would you rather be a bus driver or run a petrol station? Oh, run a petrol station, I'd say. Yeah? Yeah. I know you. You you probably romanticise bus driving. <laughs> you say that with such disdain. Like, like I'm not allowed to romanticise bus driving. Because you, you're this type of person, right, who you have probably built up over the years. You probably have an internal list of thousands of grievances with bus drivers. And a bit of you thinks, listen, if, if I was in that position, I'd, I'd, I'd be... The best bus driver ever. I'd if I was sure behind the wheel, if I was behind the wheel, there'd be big changes, big bus changes. Yeah. Anyway, what are we doing this week? This week, Dennis, we're doing, we're doing a very special one. Back to the special ones. We are doing what some have said is one of the most puzzling, let's say, UFO encounters ever to be recorded. We're doing something called. The Lonnie Zamora Encounter. Okay. Is Lonnie Zamora a person or an alien or a place? Uh, I'd love if it was an alien, but it's, it's, it's a person. <laughs> yeah, it just sounds like, it sounds like they're encountering Lonnie Zamora more than Lonnie Zamora is encountering them, if you understand. Uh, also, just before we crack into the lamestream media, um, 
I also want to point out that I can't remember that's even Sorry, what it's 50, called. 57 episodes or something. <laughs> lamestream, no. What do you call it? <laughs> the lamestream narrative. Okay, whatever. But um, before we crack into that, right, uh, I do think that we need to highlight the fact that you said one of the most puzzling alien encounters. So puzzling to me sounds like the most far-fetched alien encounter that we have come across today. No, 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 no. The opposite. You think you think that the, this is going to stand up more than the rest of the alien stuff that you presented me with? Um, well, it it's up there. It's All up right. there. Let's. So, um, uh, where you'll does be the judge. Where you'll is be it? The judge. I will be the judge. Where where does it stand next to the mud guy who landed in Brazil? Mudinho. Yeah. Oh well, that's like that's a tier. A tier. And, and what's this? S tier. Esther, yeah. Is it really? Whoa. Do you know what? My grandmother was great. My grandmother was great. She she wasn't she wasn't A tier, she was S tier. Esther. Esther. That would work if your grandmother's name was Esther. I'm leaving. On the back of that, let's crack on with the lamestream narrative. On April 24th, 1964, at just before 6pm, police radio dispatcher Nep Lopez sat at his desk in the Socorro police station in Socorro, New Mexico. It had been a slow day without too much to report. Sorry to interrupt there. Where Where is the Socorro police station located? (laughs) <laughs> it's in Asakura, New Mexico. Okay, perfect. Did you? Did you? Oh, did did um? I'm glad I included that then because yeah. I thought I'd included a bit of unnecessary information. <laughs> no, no, no. But apparently, I, I, I got lost. <laughs> apparently, it needed clarification. The I thought. Oh, you see, I was worried that you heard you'd hear Asakura, right? Mm. And you you'd think like a chant like Socorro, Socorro, <laughs> and you'd get confused, and then you'd hear police station, you'd go, "What am I on about? What what's he on about?" So hey, some, what, someone stole your racket. You need to go down to the tennis police station with a Socorro one. <laughs> oh, good God! The yeah. Joe, Joe, I've, I've actually started learning um, learning a bit of like footy stats recently to kind of get in with the lads at work. Oh yeah, how's that going? It's going well. Do you Watch know it. Old Trafford can sit 74,000 people? Oh, that's sick. I hate that stuff so much, man. <laughs> Go on, continue on. Okay. Oh, it had been a slow day without too much to report until Nep got a radio call from Sergeant Lonnie Zamora reporting a possible overturned vehicle, which Lonnie had spotted <laughs> down by the... Um, what? How can how can it be possible? Like they're saying it possibly overturned. I mean, yeah. it's pretty it's pretty obvious whether or not it's upright. Yeah, you see no, that no. Honda, see that Honda Civic across the road. Is that meant to be on fire? Yeah, is, no, that, is that the way? Is that the way they're kept? Are the wheels on top or are the wheels on the bottom? That's a very strange car. Um, the you know you'll listen. It will all make sense in a second, right? They also there's a thing here. If you come across this, he he he. I meant to check how to say this. Um, he Honda a car, Civic, <laughs> a car he the car he had spotted down by the Arroyo. Ar- a you write this down, right? Or yeah. type this out or something, right? And you tell me if you know how to pronounce this. Go on. A or or 
O Y O Not a clue. Don't even know what it is. Ar- Arroyo. 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 That'll be my best guess. Arroyo. But it might Arroyo. be Arroyo. That sounds like a, like a chocolate bar from the 90s. Arroyo. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, Made with lead. The, uh, do, you, do you remember the chocolate bars Yahweh? No, I don't. It's very, it's very disturbing because it's like... I'll be honest, I barely remember what you've been telling me now. Oh, thank we're, you. We're going off on such massive tangents. Yeah. Arroyo is like um, a riverbed that's dried part of the year. Okay. So he thought he saw an upturned car down by, down by one of those, right? So Lopez was anxiously waiting for a follow-up from Zamora. This is the dispatcher, Nep Lopez. The, so he was anxiously waiting for a follow-up from Zamora in the event that an injured party was found at the site and an ambulance would need to be called. But what followed instead baffled him. As moments later, he received a call from Lonnie Zamora asking him if he could see an object outside his window. As Lonnie could hardly believe what he had just encountered and believed it to be a UFO. So imagine that, Dennis. You're you're getting an old phone call from somebody, or well, a radio call, and uh, you you think they're going to call back and go, "Oh yeah, oh somebody's injured here," and they call back and they go, "Can you see something outside your window?" So wait, was he close to the police station? Was he close to Sakura Police Station in Sakura, or was he? You know, like when he when he called the guy, did he say, "Look out your window because th- this incident is right next to you," or is the UFO absolutely massive? No, no, it's um, it's because well, I'm kind of spoiling it, but the UFO flew away. Oh, so it flew away from where the guy was and flew towards the police station. Yeah, so he he wanted to see if on the off chance Nep could spot something out the window. Oh, oh, right. So he wasn't doing it kind of like here, take a look outside your window, you know, knowing that he's going to like get a big surprise. He was he was kind of saying, have a look out your window, not admitting that there's a UFO, just on the off chance that it flew past. Yeah, yeah. He just mm-hmm. he just. He just thought it was worth asking. Okay. Joe, you know, like Joe, you know when there's like an eclipse or whatever, and they, oh, did you see the eclipse? Yeah, and that then sort of everyone's thing, you know. walking around blind. Yeah. The Lonnie Zamora's story began with him pursuing a speeding car south of Sakuro when he heard what sounded like a huge bang. The noise was so loud that Lonnie assumed it must have been the explosion of I've never heard this phrase before researching this a dynamite shack. Whenever I hear an explosion, I go, oh, that's the local dynamite shack gone. <laughs> yeah. so, this led him oh, to discontinue can, his pursuit. Oh, go on, sorry. Can I just tell you something, right? There was one, it's kind of one of those. Yeah, I fucking swear to God, if you have a dynamite shack story, I'm leaving now. I don't, fucking- but close. So I live in, uh, you know, like a housing estate, so all the, the houses are close to each other. Back home when I was living with my parents. And one night we woke up to a massive explosion, like crazy, crazily loud explosion. And the phone rang and it was one of the neighbours. And the neighbour said, I think one of the boilers out the back is after exploding next door. Like that was, right. that, that was what they went straight to. It's just, you know, like it's, it's our dynamite shack. If there's that yeah, sort of explosion. Yeah. What was actually happening was, was the neighbour came home really drunk and he went into his <laughs> kitchen with his wife and kids upstairs and started setting off fireworks on the cooker that he, that he had basically bought inside in his own kitchen. And his cover story was that a, a gas tank had exploded. He said the dynamite shack is gone. Uh, I'm telling you, man, my, my Edinburgh show this year, it's going to be called the dynamite shack. The local <laughs> you know, dynamite shack. 
You know, if you did come home drunk, though, and there was a cartoonish box of fireworks up on the kitchen counter, I mean, you'd definitely consider it. Oh, you'd have to. You'd have to set them off. You'd be like, you'd be going over, putting on your pizza, and you'd be looking over going, well, I just, I'll just, I'll just set off a small one, just a small one. And I assume that's probably what happened to him. He set off a couple of like firecrackers, and then they jumped into the box and blew the whole place up. Do you know, we set off fireworks for my birthday one year. The, uh, I'm sure illegally, I can't, I can't remember. But I do remember us. This is quite canny for us. We were teenagers. Uh, we set off one decoy one somewhere. Oh, very clever. And then they actually drove like two miles away and started setting off the rest of them. And, and later when we were driving home, we actually passed uh, police cars by where we set off the first one. Arresting a lot of children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> arresting an old man in the graveyard <laughs> where are the fireworks and they're just ripping flowers for his wife all over yeah. the oh no he's hidden them he's he's buried them he's <laughs> dig bur- this up he's buried them in his body dig up this grave this this led him right the loud dynamite shack Dennis led him to discontinue his pursuit and instead headed in the direction of the noise imagine how lucky that driver was what do you mean he was pursuing a speeding car. Oh, wait. So the speed... The, sorry, he stopped following the speeding car. Yeah, yeah. Oh, right. went, he went, whoa, this is way more important. <laughs> he didn't. He, he said, wow, this is way more exciting. What's that? Hey, I can tell by the five minutes it took you to figure out what I was saying is you've really been intently listening. <laughs> what's, uh, what's the loudest um, explosion noise you've ever heard? I, I'm not... You can't get away that easily. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to ask you that. The, the loudest... Oh, the loudest explosion I've ever heard. Do you know, I'd say I haven't heard a lot of loud things in my life. No? No. What about, like, um, a balloon? Well, just like a popping of a balloon. Yeah, you've heard it. Like, I'm just trying to work up to hear what you've heard. Like, you've, you've heard the kickback of a car or something at some point, have you? Yeah. All right. So, have you heard... Um, uh, do you, you ever hear anyone get um, kicked in the back on a rainy day with a, a yellow derby ball? I'd say, I'd say I haven't. That's like that's like a nuclear detonation. That's very, that's very specific. It's the, extremely specific. But for anyone out there, that was a treat for them. Dennis, right? If you can actually pay attention for two I'll minutes, try, now. I'll try. <laughs> okay, so so far, Dennis, right? What we have that you usually do the recapping, but I have to do a few. Something's happened to you. You something you've you've gone off in an awful fright the last few weeks, right? <laughs> Lonnie Zamora right. was chasing a speeding car. Okay. He's chasing a speeding car, and lo and behold, he heard an almighty bang. Yeah. I'm saying this like it's, a, like it's an Irish comprehension test now. He heard an almighty bang. Get open. And uh, he had to go and investigate that instead of the car that he was chasing. Okay, and he, That's thought, how loud he, it was, and he was right? so loud, he thought it was a dynamite shack. Yes, yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. An unlocked, unprotected dynamite shack. Dynamite shack. So he headed in the direction of the noise in case anyone was injured. It was at this point that he spotted a large silvery object in the distance. Assuming it to be an overturned car, he called it in to dispatch and continued his search. So that answers your question as to like, how did he think he was approaching an overturned car? Mm. He just saw a silvery object, you know? And he said, I've got this. I know what this is. Yeah, he, he, thought, he thought, listen, probably an overturned car. However... When he approached the scene, it became obvious that this was no overturned car. Instead, 
It was an oblong, metallic, silver object, which had landed on the side of the road. Next to the vehicle were two humanoid figures in pure white overalls, roughly human-shaped. And supposedly, he, he said later that they could have been either small adults or, or, bi- or big children. <laughs> Love that. Small adults <laughs> or big children, I can't be sure. Yeah. This guy's an, an officer, like, a person in question. What shape is oblong? Okay, uh, so kind of, let's think rugby ball, but then mm. flatten either end. Uh, you're, what you're trying to say here is the toy casing of a Kinder Bueno. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's okay. fair. But imagine that silver and then four legs like landing gear. Okay, all right, okay, I get that. Okay. And the t- you see, another thing we have to think about here as well, and you might have this in the theories at the end, if there are theories, is mm-hmm. that these could be people... As who if rep- they're not theories. These could like, be people reporting on the scene already. You know, like no. these, these could be like, you know, I don't know, some secret government organization that have landed there already. Oh, okay. You'd, not civilians. No, not civilians. Like, they've been tracking this coming in because, you know, how else is it going to get in? But, of course, then you have to... There's probably some cloaking devices going on. But, you know, continue, continue. And you're forgetting about their sizes? What about them? Well, you're forgetting that they're they're either very small humans or, like, maybe slightly on the taller end children. Could you imagine how embarrassing it is for people if these are just two, like, secret agents, but they're so small that a guy identified them as potentially big children? Yeah, potentially, potentially big children. He actually went on to say that one of them might have been two children in a trench coat. You have to watch out for that. Um, Zamora, upon approaching the vehicle, right, the two beings supposedly saw him and they returned to their craft. And at this point, a large blue and orange flame appeared below the vehicle as it took off at enormous speed. All right. I'm going to just tackle this for a second. Okay, go on. Isn't that a really wasteful way to power a spaceship? Because that's like, that's burning some sort of raw material, like some sort of gas or... You're saying it's a combustion engine. Yeah, and it wouldn't really have enough... There wouldn't be enough power there to lift off, judging by shuttles and stuff. Well, I'll, I'll I'll give you this, right? I'll return this to you. What if it was a defense mechanism? But it lifted off, didn't it? Yeah, but what if that was just a coincidence? Oh, you, oh you, well, okay, maybe they activated it to warn people away from it. Yeah. Um, so then they wouldn't come near it while they're lifting off. Is that what you're saying? That's what, exactly what I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. And did the two right. boys? Get, the two boys got back into it. Yeah. The two lads. He saw so them go in. Back in. He saw them go. Well, in. actually, uh, it's interesting you bring that up. He didn't because he he looked away for a second. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Of all the times to look away, <laughs> it's like it's like yeah, I can see him go in. Oh, my, my fucking lace is tied. Oh, did they go in? Yeah. I don't know. I know that sounds ridiculous, but he looked away to see if if anyone was co- coming. No, what Any, happened like, was was he heard a, a really loud explosion, which was the actual dynamite <laughs> shack. <laughs> so Dennis, right, the last thing Lonnie noted before the vehicle took off was a strange, unfamiliar symbol. Almost an O-like symbol, or a letter on the side of the craft, which didn't look like any letter that he was familiar with. All he could hope to do was call in the bizarre incident to dispatch, in the hope that some backup would help him retain his sanity. Do you think he saw an opal and he just didn't recognise the car? 
Oh really? You think that's it? Well, an, know, opal, an opal sign is a, a zero with like a lightning strike through it, isn't it? It's actually pretty cool. Uh, I think, if I'm being honest, I think he probably, <laughs> I think it was a bit more complicated than that. I'll okay. tell you this though. I'll tell you this about things that change as you get older. I used to rather the Vauxhall symbol. Really? But now I rather the opal symbol. I prefer the name Vauxhall, but I right. think I prefer the badge same as you of an opal. <laughs> Just dropping in there, lads, to say I bet you thought that we forgot to say and together we are the unexplained legends. Actually, I was saving it until now. So uh, if you send in any comments, I bet you feel pretty foolish. Catch you on the flip fly, So you're saying that this is a defense mechanism. That's 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 your theory. Yeah, I think I think that's I think that's fair. That's what the fire was, because I, I agree with you. It's unlikely that would be its propulsion. Yeah, not if it was, you know, unless there's petrol stations out there in the galaxy that we're just not aware of uh, every, I don't know, 200 miles. Actually, you've made a good point. Maybe, maybe there's a chance that these are actually just like gas guzzling aliens. And they're coming to Earth to see what if they can get some resources. Yeah, so like most of the aliens that come here, it's like, it's like Americans going to Europe. You know, most Americans that go to Europe... They're kind of going for a bit of culture, and they kind of want to want to like expand their horizons. But maybe these are the aliens that have like the equivalent of a of like a a truck. You're saying that these are people that have chosen to just drive themselves to planet Earth rather than get like a commercial aircraft. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah so, so obviously, sense. obviously, it's like not a, it's not a, it's not up to the standards that we're usually used to with UFOs. This is kind of a bit more conventional looking. Yeah, it, it's just that you're saying though, with this kind of contraption, with this basic engine that we have the technology for, you're saying intergalactic no, travel don't. is possible. We don't have that kind of technology. But it is just a gas guzzling, like, and when I say gas, I mean like petrol, maybe um, guzzling ship, no. Maybe it's the equivalent of maybe they've just rented like a moped. Oh, so they rented they rented this locally in Earth. Actually, do you think aliens ever do that? Do you ever think they rent cars? Uh, not cars, but this like this type of thing. So what they've done is they've come on a big mothership, you know. Mm-hmm. But they're on shore leave, let's say, or you know, like they've uh, they're at a loose end. So they decided, oh, we'll rent, we'll rent one of the smaller. So you think they've rent, they've rented a scooter from the mothership, and now they brought it to Earth? Yeah, I think that's a possibility. It's like getting quad bikes and stuff. Yes, that's exactly what it's like. Okay. It was at this point that Lonnie had called back, like I said, to dispatch, and he had requested uh, Nep Lopez to send Sergeant Chavez to come help him assess the scene, right? And when when Chavez arrived. He asked Lonnie what was up. Chavez said that when he saw Lonnie, he looked like he was in complete shock. Mm. Uh, as he would be, obviously. And he led him, right? Lonnie led Chavez towards, get this, some burning um, brush that was still on fire. Get the this. Yeah. <laughs> From the vehicle taking off. That's not evidence that there was a spaceship there. What do you mean? You're asking me what you mean, just like for the heck of it. But like, no, I'm, I'm, there's I'm, burning I'm, brush there. Yeah, that yeah. could be caused by anything. No, 
That could be caused by someone setting it on fire. No, or, no, he'd or just seen hot weather. it. He'd just seen it be set on fire. Yeah, but it's but not the like, it's not the smoking gun that you're making it out to be, you know? What do you mean? That's physical evidence. It's physical evidence that a bush is on fire. It's not physical evidence that there was a spaceship there. I I, th- I think those two things are interchangeable. Like, if you found, I don't know, like, a shirt on the scene and in the tag was, like, Zog. You know, like, like that's <laughs> right. that, it was Zog's fucking shirt. Then I'd be saying, okay, this is peculiar. But, I mean, all that we have there now is just a... a Bit of a uh, bit of brush on fire. So that doesn't persuade you much. No, I don't think that, so. In the words of Shania Twain, that don't impress you much. I yeah. mean, if you if you came and you like you said here, you have to have a look at this. I've just seen an alien spaceship, and then there was a bush on fire. I mean, I'd be like, Raj, man, what's going on here? Like, I just really, don't think, I just don't think that spaceships that are designed by aliens would set things on fire as a result of lifting off. But we've been through this. It's not your usual spaceship. We've been yeah. through this. Yeah, you're saying these are people who potentially have a fear of flying or renting um, space quad bikes. Substandard spaceships. But, yeah, but but why would they? Why would they use substandard stuff? It's so hard to travel. Like it, it takes up so many resources. And you're saying that they're renting scooters off a mothership. But I just don't yeah, because they're trying to cut costs wherever they can. But I think there is whatever this is called. You know the way we don't um, uh, like disturb tribes and stuff who don't know about yeah. the outside. So then they're not going to come down here. It's like us just getting in a in a land cruiser and just driving through the middle of their camp. You know, like as in there has, they would have some thought. There's probably some galactic rules out there that they can't just disturb us. So I don't what? see why they would bring down a spaceship that's setting stuff on fire. What if they were on like a piss up? Did it by mistake. But do you think that they're the people that are going to be sent out? I think that they're they're going to have to have a bit of spare time every now and again. Do you still think in like 3,000 years humans are going to still have piss ups? Yeah, I do. Hmm. I think I I think it's hard to imagine. It's hard to imagine when they wouldn't have piss ups. So you're saying basically back home that this is on some sort of version of alien trips gone wrong. Yeah, oh, oh, absolutely. I would put my I. Do you know what? I'd hang my hat on that. I'd say one hundred percent. And they're they're reconstructing it like with a little yeah. bit, of, maybe a little bit of human CCTV banged in there. They're like you. You won't believe what happens next. Well, no, do you know what it is? It's it's like one of those do you know those South American hidden camera shows where they have like crazy laughter put over yeah, the top yeah. and like terrible music and then inexplicably a woman's <laughs> a woman's skirt falls off. Oh, it's so bad when they do that stuff, man. It's really, really <laughs> terrible. Someone's someone's arse gets put out somewhere. Did was it do you like banged up abroad? No, not really my sort of thing. For anyone who doesn't know what that is, um, and I'd say if you're listening to our podcast, you definitely know what it is, but Banged Up Abroad is just about uh, stories about like tourists getting thrown into jail for drug smuggling and like ending up there for ages and how they got out and stuff. But the best Banged Up Abroad I ever saw was the one where they're doing the interview with them in their living room or whatever. And they're talking about you know how it happened and when they got thrown in jail and how many years they got. <clears throat> and then they're getting onto the part about like them going home and stuff. And they zoom out and they've just cleverly disguised their prison cell. As You're joking me. Where they're being interviewed. They're still in jail. Must have been a nice prison cell. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it wasn't bad. Lawrence of Ellen Bowen, I'd say, had a, had a go off that, did he? He put a lot of velvet into it. The, do you know um, what you know I do like, though, is... Um, oh, what's it called? Is it Border Patrol? Yeah, you know, Border Patrol, where um, mostly... 
<laughs> I don't I don't think this is generalizing, but a lot of people will come from China and they'll be like, Hey, do you have any do you have any like, you know, thing you shouldn't have in here? And he's like, No, I don't and no. then it's just a big bin bag of eels. Yeah, and it's like, Oh, am I not meant to bring those in? Uh, <laughs> my my favorite thing on those is when a guy's like late for his flight and they basically decide that they're going to uh, they're going to put him through an MRI machine because he had too much toothpaste in his bag <laughs> or something. And you can tell that they've just done it. The producers have said, really, give this give this guy a fucking... This guy's yeah. a piece of work. Send this fella through the ring. <laughs> yeah. So, right, Dennis. Right. Similarly to Chavez, who turned up, subsequent officers also noted patches of smouldering grass as if intense heat had singed the area. <laughs> We had a barbecue in my friend's parents' house and we burnt the grass and we had to replace it with meadow grass and then it grew back way bigger than the grass that was there. But the point is, it's really sounding like someone had a barbecue. No, Dennis. No. Well, well that just makes no sense because you're disregarding all the other things that Lonnie has seen. Well, yeah, I know. He's, he's seen the spaceship. To be honest, maybe he saw a massive grill. You're saying that what he actually saw was a grill that was taken off. Four legs, gas, gas powered. What about silver. the two lads next to it? Two lads next to it. They looked tiny because the grill was so huge. It was just a, like a perspective trick. And then they turned the grill up too high. They made the biggest grill in the world and the fucking thing blew up. And that's why you never saw the lads get, go into it because they got blown apart by their massive barbecue they were trying to make. So this is one of the most, uh, one of the most convincing Close encounters of the third kind ever. And mm. you think it's a giant barbecue. I'm just saying that we have to, we do have to explore all avenues. And I just want to make sure that we're not being conned here. Right, right. By well, get this right, Dennis. Go, go mm. on, sorry. No, no, there was no further right. point. Thank you. Oh, <laughs> it's, it's, rare, it's, it's rare you say that. In the wake of the event, Zamora was beset upon by sceptics and UFO enthusiasts alike. Many claimed that Lonnie's encounter was one of the most believable UFO encounters ever to be recorded, with him being such an upstanding member of society, you know, being a local police officer. Back then, now obviously police officers scum, but back then, back then they were they were better, I'd say, you know? Yeah, definitely, <laughs> definitely. Yeah, better standard back in the 60s. So he was a very, like, high standing in the community. A lot of people thought, it's easy to believe. And also, there was, of course, physical evidence left after the ship. Mm-hmm. However, over the years, the interest in unwanted fame took its toll on Zamora, and he eventually refused to engage with anyone on the t- topic any longer, skeptic or enthusiasts alike. But, crucially, he never, he never disputed the veracity of what he saw. He held that till the day he died. And... Funny you say it, because you brought up petrol station earlier. Would you like to work in a petrol station? He left the police force. This took such a toll on him. He left the police force and he went into managing uh, a local gas station. What? That's insane. Yeah, because yeah, he wanted to just be away from everyone. That's the be... weirdest coincidence we've had on the podcast, I think. Yeah, yeah. Um, and to this day, Lonnie Zamora's encounter remains unexplained. So when... This is a weird connection, though. Is he not just doing a little wink here towards what was powering that potential barbecue slash space station? No, spaceship. No. no, but he started working at a petrol station. Yeah. 
gas Yeah, but like, you'd think that'd be the last place you'd go if you saw something powered by potentially petrol. I agree with you. So obviously he must have not thought it was powered by that. Well, I think what's after happening here is he got a visit from the men in black who silenced him. Said if you do anything out of the ordinary here, we're gonna we're gonna get you like you know you're gonna crash your car's gonna crash or something. He said don't worry. And now he's working in a petrol station because he's trying to get us to think, man. He's trying to get us to think. You think so? That was his way of signaling to us working yeah. in a petrol station. He's like follow the petrol. <laughs> I thought you were going to say if you play your cards right, okay, and you keep silent, we'll set you up with a nice little job in a century. <laughs> We gave you the options: bus driver, or bus driver, or uh, or petrol station manager. Whichever, whichever you got you'd a nice Seven like. Eleven down there. You can eat what you want. So, Dennis, you you said do oh if you even have theories earlier. Okay, I didn't say it like that. You did. You said it exactly like that. I said it more like you know, you know, like you've been divorced. And I bring up someone's wedding, but I I'm not as enthusiastic about it for your sake. Oh, you know, just in case you didn't have theories. In case I didn't have theories. Well, yeah. of course I have theories, Dennis. Right? I've got four, but who knows? While I'm while we're t- going through them, more might emerge. Yeah. If you hear any clicking and clacking, you know there's another <laughs> theory coming in. So the first theory is pretty si- straightforward. It's an alien. Okay, it's an alien. That is really straightforward. When you say it's an alien, what does that mean? <laughs> Sorry, yeah, I guess actually. Uh, it's two two aliens on their UFO and they stopped to take a slash or something. Yeah. And they, they, they or maybe they crashed. Oh, that's what happened. That's what happened, Dennis. The big loud bang. That's their actual engine breaking down. Mm. So this is a redundancy engine. This is like the emergency power. Because they know the resources in Earth will fuel it for them. Yes. Okay. There we and go. Is this directed by Kevin Smith and are they kind of stoner aliens? No, they're not. Okay. They're not. They are small. <laughs> they're like small, <laughs> large kid size. When he said large kid size as well, he meant like chubby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just didn't want to say fat kids. Yeah. All right. So you're saying that these are aliens. Um, and again, I suppose just what we need here is what's their purpose? What do you think their purpose is of being here? Um, they were caught on the hop. They were caught on the hop. They can't all be caught on the hop. There has to be one of these aliens that lands on Earth who's actually coming here for a reason. Some of them have a purpose. Rindlesham Forest, they were checking out the nukes. Yeah. So um, what are these guys doing? These guys, these guys happen to be on the hop. I'd say they're the first aliens that were on the hop. No, there's been other ones where, like, there's been pets lost and kind of, you know, like, mishaps and, you know, crashes and stuff. Well, I know, I, I've told you, though, this is a bit of a crash. So you, you believe this is I think, a crash? I think the engine, like, kind of shit itself. Yeah. It, it, it landed, and then they, were, they got out. They thought, now's a great chance to take a piss. An alien piss. And, um... They bloody got caught. So you're saying the warning light came on the engine, the engine warning light, and one of the lads was like, it's fine, don't worry about it, always comes on, and then bang, engine cuts out. There goes the dynamite shack. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's what I think happened. All right, okay. I mean, again, no purpose, you're just saying they're aliens, so I don't think this theory is super concrete, but I'd say judging by the next three we're going to get, I could be coming back to it saying this is very believable. Right, next theory... It was a mirage. 
Okay, nice. Right. All right, so he was overworked. He heard a bang. Probably got shell-shocked from the dynamite shack going off. Um, he sees on the top of the road, it's very hot, and he sees a kind of wavy thing. And he, when he gets up to it, it is actually a car with a family stuck in it. But he just says, oh, my God, it's aliens. He opens fire. They <laughs> <laughs> had to set bang. fire to the whole thing <laughs> to cover it up. <laughs> No, that's theory number five. <laughs> okay. Uh, the Mirage the mirage theory was put forward by a skeptic who thinks... He, this is where I hate skeptics, right? Is He said, it's not just Mirage. He said, oh, it was a Mirage combined with a misidentification of, um, of I think, like a, a moon of Saturn or something. That's a bit of a it's, long shot, isn't it? Yeah, it's like those two things happening together like at once be more um, likely it's a ufo the, yeah of course i do think with the word skeptics as well maybe it's just the way you're saying it but i i'm nearly led to believe by the way they're presented that skeptics are negative you know skeptics are like yeah, new, yeah. nudie natties like you know trying to they'd ruin a party you know that kind of way they'd ring the police party poopers mm. the so i i i thought recently that i i actually you, this won't surprise you i love pooping in an old party yeah, you do. It doesn't surprise I, me. That doesn't surprise I me. I love, I love pooping parties. Oh my god! Like, show me a party. I'll poop the shit out of that. <laughs> you poop the shit out of it. There's a phrase I haven't been said in a while. <laughs> yeah. So, right then, this next one, next one is that Zamora. I don't, I don't put any weight into this. Some people think Zamora hoax the whole thing. Okay. Well, I don't think that that's a possibility. I, I mean, you can't really, though, can you? No, but I I think that given I think if he did that, his he wouldn't have um, his life wouldn't have gone the way it did if he was doing it intentionally, you know. But maybe he was just so far into the lie he had to keep going, you know. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not it. Goodbye. That ain't it, man. Roger is yeah. logged off. No, I I don't even want to spend too much time on that. That's a load of shit. The fact, but that maybe that is talk. what happens. People like they get too far into the lie, and then they say, "You know what? No more questions." But really, what they're saying is, "I can't lie anymore." No, I well, I actually I have a great little bit tied to that Hawks thing, right? Uh, look up Lonnie Zamora uh, UFO on yeah. on Google Images, and that should uh, that should get you some i'll look up the exact same thing so that yeah we yeah can, i got it here you, you got it can you see it holy shit he looks like i mean every 1960s cop that ever lived in america he he does let's be honest he looks no nonsense like he 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 doesn't look like a man who'd be making up ufos and when you say no nonsense you mean like he'd be breaking up protests and stuff yeah, the opening fire on that family we mentioned earlier. The, Allegedly, so if you can see the, um, if you can see, there's like a an artist rendering of it. Can yeah, I can see that? that. Yeah, two and do you two see men the two next to an egg. Next to it. First of all, how does that make you feel? All right, well, it's a desert. It's a real, just standard desert scene. It's got two. <laughs> I've actually just seen what they are. It's like. You know, when you're in MS Paint, but just a little bit more 3D. It's uh, like it, it, in Blender, the yes. 3D, it, the, the 3D um, image generation tool. It's, it's like, like, like gonna the teach template. Me, yeah, it's like <laughs> they're going to teach me a le- like a lesson about not accepting sweets off strangers or something. And yeah. then there's a huge egg. 
um, like shape and it's got I mean it's kind of an upside down U with an arrow in the middle of it and it, yeah. the arrow is underlined on the bottom an insignia yeah Let's and then see. there's a very crude drawing next to it and I mean extremely crude of the exact same thing but it's just demonstrating some flames underneath it <laughs> yeah that's it taking off yeah right? okay why are you making me look at this absolute shite because oh i've actually have another great picture of it here that i'll send you because that symbol on it wait what do you mean absolute shite it's a it's a some guy has just got a like searched desert and he's drawn he's literally drawn something in ms paint i think he's done quite a good job i'll send you i'm just going to send you a link there right and you can look that up that's like a very that's a much more artistically done version um much more evocative. Although I have to say, they they may be what? aired on the taller side. Did you get that? <laughs> yeah, this, get that, a, this again is an egg type thing with two yeah. large children in it, and I have no idea which way the perspective is going in it. But it but, looks like more of a kind of a beetle thing with a lot of legs coming out of it, telescopic but, legs coming out of an egg. This is something though that I think really goes against the hoax theory. Mm. Is I think this is such a cool little fact. When he reported this, right, the first ufologist type person to interview him about it, he he suggested to him, you should put a fake symbol out there. Yeah. The one that you publicly say was the symbol you saw on the outside. You should put a fake one out there. Because then that way, if somebody else ever says, oh yeah, I am... Um, I saw that symbol too. You'll be able to identify that they were creating, they were perpetrating a hoax. Mm. And even scarier, if somebody ever came forward having seen the exact symbol you saw without you having ever expressed it, then that would prove that their encounter was the same thing. That's a good idea. And did that ever happen? It did. No, it didn't. It did. I don't have any details about it right now, but it but- did. It did happen. So, but it, it did happen. It did happen. What definitely happened is people did... Because you might not believe this, but UFOlogists, they really want to catch hoaxers hoax, uh, hoaxers as well. Yeah, they want to root them out. They want to get the weeds out. So it did. that did disprove some other people's stories. So final theory, Dennis, then, is... And I think this is a bit harsh on Lonnie himself, is that people think he was pranked by a bunch of college students. Oh, that'd be desperate. Because then you definitely have to keep it going. There's no way you're turning around from that. I'd say, I have to say though, with your theories this time around though, you've got one, it's alien, which is very much you. Yeah. Then you've got hawks, college so, students, and what's yeah. the other one? The mirage. And a mirage. So you don't, you yeah. don't actually have as many like kind of intergalactic portal as, as you usually would have, you know, those kind of theories. So are you saying that if there's, you know, three out of the four theories are pretty bland, are you saying that it's they're, it's aliens. Oh, I'm oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what I wanted to hear. Okay. Fine. It's aliens. They like fine. the because the other ones don't hold water. They're nonsense. Yeah, they are nonsense. They're not believable. Or like, I mean, what are college students going to be doing out in the middle of the desert, lifting a giant egg in the air? Come on. I I just I think the other ones. If anything, the reason why I wanted to show the like, let's say the quote unquote naysayers, the skeptic viewpoint for this, is that I think that. That shows you how earth-shattering his sighting must have been. 
because there's so many people out there trying to disprove it. It asks you questions about what did he actually stumble upon. <laughs> That's an incredible um, line of logic you're running there. What do you mean? It's brilliant. You're saying that it's so good and so believable. That's why so many people are calling it a hoax. Yes. Ah, right, okay. So You wouldn't hoax something that was unbelievable. You know, you wouldn't say that. Uh, true, like yes. Yeah, so, it, it, it was obviously fake, but this one, they're, they're so coming you, out of the woodwork. Are you saying that the worse the event is, the less people will be sceptical about it? Uh, yes, but... <laughs> Um, that has no bearing on the um, theories I've come up with in the past. <laughs> okay, good. So, Dennis, what do you make of it? What, what, what do you I, think? I would say it's possible that this happened, but I think that Probably. you're missing one vital theory there, and that there's government involvement. This could just be um, government using alien technology from Roswell. Oh, yeah, actually, that's true. And, you know, and they're, they're smoke so screening it then with a UFO yeah. They've dumbed it down with the with the rockets. Yeah. Well and then that's why he got the visit from the men in black to shut him up. And give him a petrol station. Give him a petrol station. Alright, that's the end of this week's episode. Um I've been Dennis Len. You can find me at Dennis Len 3D and everywhere else. If you want to message us as well, the best place to get us is usually on Instagram. We're getting a, a load of messages into our Instagram uh, since the anniversary special. Keep them coming in and we'll make them part of our episodes. And over there is Roger O'Sullivan you can find me on Instagram at Roger O'Comedy um, and also if you want to give us some reviews and uh, make you never up. did yours did you? I did I did mine did you? yeah don't you usually do? Oh, forget it it doesn't, <laughs> doesn't matter, matter. <laughs> uh, but if you want to give us some reviews we're 13 reviews off 100 5 stars on Spotify and I would really really love that and I'm sure King Charles would love it as well is that true? Of his coronation. yeah we're on 87 I want 13 more please thank we're you. on 88 are we really? we are so, I guess, on the back of that, love you. Bye. Oh, forget it. It doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. <laughs>